What's good, people? Uncle Hotep back again. Episode 15. One five. How y'all doing out there? It's uh, 4th of July weekend. And as you know, staying in America, the American Negro is up in arms about damn near everything. <laughs> Being this is the July 4th, the freedom, celebration of freedom, Independence Day, whatever. And you get a lot of pushback. Because in the black community, more so now than than, than, than yesteryear, uh, people are claiming we're not free. Why, why are we celebrating being freedom when we're not free now? And this, that, and the third. So... It's come back. It's come back full circle. I remember when I when I was like in, I don't know. When I was thinking why when I was in high school, I think uh, some people I didn't I never really took a big deal about it uh, about the Fourth of July. I remember I was dating this white girl in college. Man, I said I, said I was going someplace else for Fourth of July. She almost freaked the fuck out. So I mean, <laughs> so I guess uh, other people. Uh, the white folks might take the 4th of July a little bit serious. But I never really took it that serious. I know when I was growing up, um, I always had fireworks outside the house. I, I lived, I grew up, lived behind a mall. And they used to have uh, fireworks, go, fireworks going over there. We used to watch the fireworks. fireworks. But it wasn't like we was all celebrating the, the independence of the country. I mean, I guess in the black community, it was the 4th of July is basically just a get-together, you know what I mean? Enjoy the, the holiday if it fell on a, a weekday. Enjoy the day off and uh, had some had your friends come over. You usually had your friends come over or friends of the family come over. And uh, it was lucky for us, our house was like right behind a fireworks display, so you didn't really have to go anywhere for the fireworks. Um, but I never really took it that serious. Now, the rise of Black Lives Matter and Hotep and everybody's freaking out about, quote-unquote, the ongoing legacy of slavery and systematic racism. These shines is going crazy about it. I don't I wouldn't take it that serious, man. I mean, if somebody asks you, like, would you, you, are you celebrating, I mean... I'm celebrating the black way. I'm going to get me a, a, a plate of food. You know what I mean? I'm going to go drink that liquor. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was, I mean, I don't drink no more. But, you know what I mean? We drink, folks are drinking and smoking and whatever. I mean, they just do it for that. They ain't doing that for uh, no celebrations. I never knew that. I mean, but um, now it seems like there's two, there's two, uh, there's two divisions. Like some people will say, Oh, I can't wait till tomorrow the Hotep holidays because the Hoteps are gonna say or gonna tell you why why you aren't free and everything like that and why you celebrating and then you got these the other the side defending celebrating the fourth of July. These black folks I'm talking about. <laughs> See, this is what I'm seeing. Uh, it seems like half of black America wants to do one thing and the other half wants to be accepted in white spaces. I mean, 
You guys can't change history, man. It is what it is. I mean, you got to ride with what, what actually happened. You can't change it. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people want acceptance for that. And uh, then I see all these stories about... I seen a couple of pictures today of black folks burning flags and all this other stuff. Like, it ain't even that serious. It ain't even that serious. Y'all getting mad about something our, our, our forefathers and our foremothers, whatever... I don't know if I'm trying to be not sexist, but uh, our, our precedents or antecedents that, uh, went through. I mean, uh, I don't know how we could be mad about that if that's just, I mean, if it's just history, it's a, a, a stated fact. I can't be hold the people of today accountable for what happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Now, I know some of you might say they 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 take it uh take advantage they they have a certain advantage for some of the things that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago but i mean shit life ain't fair <laughs> so i don't know if you if you, you if some of you shines think life is fair but life isn't fair um y'all certainly don't detract uh you know y'all certainly don't want to give them a head start in a hundred meter dash so i mean <laughs> it is what it is so i mean hey man if i wouldn't suggest going out and burning flags and starting a whole bunch of fucking ruckus you guys can't seem to move slow uh move undercover ever in your life but man it, it's not it's not so serious. If you, if you if you want to celebrate it, then go ahead. If you don't, man, then you don't. You don't. You have a right not to celebrate it. You know what I mean? You have the right to just go eat somebody's potato salad and, and some ribs and, and just chill with your your kinfolk. But you don't deny what happened in, in the past, and and there's a a reasonable uh, thing to say. Hey, man, it's <laughs> the Fourth of July ain't for us. Yeah, you know, I'll take the holiday off, but I mean, I'm not like. Y'all got it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm like, I'm not super Joe patriotic and stuff like that. I mean, this this is for the super Joe patriotic folks, man. I mean, you're not. One thing I say about patriotism, uh, you're not born with it. Um, so be careful with that. Uh, that's a real danger. Even though I I did serve in the military, um, but you're not born with uh, patriotism. It has to be instilled upon you. So um, be mindful of that when you uh, want to uh, celebrate these these holidays and stuff and or put your life on the line for for certain ideals, because sometimes they they instill these still these uh, ideals on, in, <clears throat> into the populace for a reason um, that may be to use you uh, at, at, a, at a certain uh, certain time or place. But uh, you got to be careful. I mean, you got to look out for yourself. I mean, there's certain evidence of when the country does not look out for you. And uh, black America is certainly evidence of that. So everybody enjoy your holiday. Don't get caught slipping by these police. You know, they're out there trying to get a get get your out on their on them drunk driving tip, man. You know, what I mean, have a designated driver. I mean, you go eat some good food and um and watch some fireworks the Chinese made. <laughs> okay. Let me go on to uh Clinton Clinton Bill Clinton. 
Loretta Lynch had a closed door meeting in the back of the airplane. Now you well know that Loretta Lynch, I mean Bill Clinton and Hillary Hillary's under investigation for an email scandal. And it's Loretta being the attorney general, she's supposed to be heading this up, this investigation up. And a reporter caught wind of it. Uh, FBI had cordoned everybody off, told everybody to keep it moving. But a good reporter saw it. And people were screaming improprieties, saying, This is just shows you that everything is rigged. Trump jumped on it saying that everything is rigged. This shows you everybody that everything is rigged. Uh, implying that Bill and Loretta got some had like a closed door meeting about whether they're going to indict Hillary Clinton or not, and they decided they decided everything back then on a, um, in the back of airplane <laughs> that was waiting to take off. Let me tell y'all something. That shit was all for show, man. This is all for show. It's all theater. Um, this is the fucking puppet master and the man behind the curtain. Waving the puppets out and into the crowd and making all reacted bullshit. Let's just let's think of this stuff this way. So maybe let's think of it as well. Maybe Bill was meeting Loretta to uh, figure out a deal for Hillary so she won't get indicted. Why would they do it in such a public setting? Why would they do it where there's possibility that they could be they could be uh, they could be seen? You know what I'm saying? This had to be a, a stage meeting. You don't just r- run up on the, the, the Attorney General and, and, the, and the past President of the United States who have secret uh, service. You know what I mean? All that shit has to go through uh, protocol and stuff like that. So, and then you, and then this is election season, and then you know you got these reporters. They can track. You can track people's uh, flight paths and see where they're going. So you know they're gonna have. Reporters here, reporters there. So why would why would, if instead of just picking up the phone or or speaking through a third person or like speaking through Periscope, you know what I'm saying? Through different people's different phones, why would they do it such a a, a clumsy way that it can be found out? Because they want the public to see that shit. They want to doubt, throw this doubt in the public's mind that it's fixed. I don't believe it for a minute. I don't believe this, this shit for a minute. I don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> I, got, I got a theory. But if they wanted to fix something or talking about have a meeting, arrange a meeting for it to be fixed, they didn't have to do it that way. This was just This is just theater, man. This is just to have the conspiracy crowd just go wild wild and crazy this is all smokers smoking mirrors this is a red herring let's get to let's face the facts hillary clinton's not getting indicted it's not gonna happen they're dragging this bullshit on i don't know why maybe they're holding this over her head maybe they're holding this up just to try to make this election uh close i don't know why they're holding this up like this there's no chance that Hillary's getting indicted, man. No, no chance at all. Because if Hillary goes down, then Obama's going to, going to go down. I think that's, I think that's how they're working it. 
Um, I think Hillary has enough stuff on Obama to, to, to ruin his legacy and, and vice versa. You know, I think uh, there was I seen a, I seen an article about the Paris killings and that the guns that were used in the Paris killings actually came from the U.S. government. And and there's some theories that in Benghazi that they were actually running drugs through that through that uh, that area. The U.S. was running drugs. So to uh, the jihadis up in Syria trying to take down Assad and then. They actually let them guys ha- hang out to dry. I don't know if that's true or not, but that makes it makes some plausible sense. I know they they've been running drugs down there. I don't know how actually how, but I've I've read certain certain plenty of articles and I've seen plenty of pictures of uh, U.S. equipment that get picked up by the jihadis over in Syria. So I don't know what the hell was going on, but I know damn well Hillary Clinton's not getting indicted. Man. They're, they're, this, that's that's this that's this bullshit political bullshit, man. And it's a shame. Like she should have been fired. She should have been out because of this the Benghazi incident. I'm not trying to say the Benghazi incident is the worst thing in the world, but four people lost their lives due due to her incompetence, man. So how is how is she able to run for president? And people talk about her experience. You mean her experience is a fucking up? <laughs> Chief of staff? I mean, come on, man. Let's, 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 let's be real here, man. Let's be absolutely real here. So this the email thing, man, I mean... Well, she looked like she was trying to get away from some fishy shit, yeah. But, I mean, god damn, man. If the U.S. government's that incompetent, they're letting people run private service and use that for their own <laughs> run their uh day-to-day affairs and it, it gets hacked i mean i don't know what the hell i mean this whole thing smells like a big grander scheme of uh trying to condition the american public um like i've read some of her leaked emails about how or she's trying to take down iran by that's how they're they're trying to make it easier for Israel with Iran. And that's why they're actually in Syria. Cause that's going to weaken Iran. It, if you ever have the chance to read the WikiLeaks, read some of her emails, man. It's, <laughs> there's some, some eye opening stuff in there. Um, and it's, it, it's just terrible. But my theory, this is my theory, man. This is call me crazy. What I think Loretta, Loretta made a gate gave uh, Bill some skins on the, <laughs> in the back of the airplane. <laughs> she might Bill Clinton might have got the Lewinsky from Loretta Lynch, man. You know what I mean? I think that's what I, I'm running with that theory. I'm running with Bill Clinton, the first black president, <laughs> getting a Lewinsky from Loretta Lynch, man. She gonna come out there and totally talking about if she had to do it all over again, she wouldn't do it. And they were talking about the grandkids and all that other BS, man. I mean, come the hell on, man. <laughs> Yo, man, they're paying the American public for fools, man. I mean, I don't know what to say. It it it's it, it is absolutely insane that they're gonna put y'all gonna put these Clintons back in the White House, man. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves, man. 
and I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. I don't want to hear no dindo do, do nothing. I want to hear nothing because you guys had a chance. The Trump right here, or any other Republican candidate, and y'all y'all dropped the ball, and then y'all gonna sit around and complain about the shit afterwards. Nah, nah, man. Nah, y'all y'all let it shouldn't even be it should be no contest, but we'll see. Nigel, uh, Nigel, they got that that Brexit vote, man. So you never know, man. They, they, they I read some odds that saying Trump's presidency and Brexit had the same odds, and I think Trump is at twenty percent odds now. So it it can be done, but we'll see. We will see, man. I I don't know, man. I'm I'm like I'm saying I'm still voting. Like Trump still got my vote, man, but. Like, of course he does. Hillary's a, a non-factor. She's a, a, a can't go that way anyway. Never Hillary. But uh, we'll see. Now today, <laughs> in Toronto, man, these Black Lives Matters, Akatas, man, it totally took the 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 icing on the cake, man. <laughs> <laughs> these these shines have really lost their goddamn minds. They 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 really lost it, man. I'm 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 here to tell you all that, man. It, it it's it, it's absolutely crazy. As you want to know, there was a Toronto Gay Pride Parade. Like if I guess well, I guess it overlapped a little bit. I thought last month was Pride Month, but I, I guess it was Pride Parade in. I guess it's Pride Summer. I guess they get the whole summer. I mean, I swore Pride Month was last month, but maybe Pride Month is this month as well. So anyway, they had the Pride Parade in Toronto. It was going all nice. And then Black Lives Matter Toronto. As you know, Black Lives Matter is an international organization and movement fighting anti-black racism all over the world. They staged a sit-in sit -in of the Pride Parade in Toronto. They staged a sit-in and they stopped the whole parade, held up everything. I think they stopped it for a half hour. They were sitting there. And they started doing their chants and <laughs> all this other crazy stuff. I see the little video clip of it, man. The Makatas, man. <laughs> it's, man. They're going to chant their way to freedom. You can't tell nobody different. You can't tell them nothing different. They're going to chant their way to freedom. So they stopped the, the parade and... And they gave the organizer a list of demands and they weren't going to stop until the organizer signed over the list of demands. So literally, this is literally extortion. <laughs> they it really literally extorted <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the gay community in Toronto list of demands I'm going to read a couple of things they they had a paper and this is what they said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a paragraph then I'm going to read their demands okay I'm going to read this right now 
Black Lives Matter, Toronto organizers say that Pride Toronto has shown little honor to black, queer, trans communities and other marginalized communities. <laughs> Define marginalized communities. But anyway, over the years, Pride has threatened the existence of black spaces at Pride that have existed for years. This includes the near extinction extinction of the BQY stage, which stands for Black Queer, queer Youth. The continued threats to Blockarama's self-management and organizing framework, the removal of other community stages, example, South Asian stage. I guess they have stages of every part of the country in Toronto. I don't know. But anyway, and a lack of commitment and priority to the various spaces that represent diverse queer and trans communities. Additionally, protesters are challenging Pride's anti-blackness in structural and financial decisions. Blockarama, Pride's largest and most popular stage, is only given a nominal budget to operate. <laughs> I don't know how you can define what's the most popular, but I guess maybe they have votes for it. This comes as Pride is bringing in more celebrities, increasing production values of the festival. BQY facing extinction had to be supported by a local grassroots nonprofit and regulated to the edge of the festival boundaries. <laughs> when we accepted this year's honored group status from Pride Toronto, it was with the clear intention of using this platform to address that what is a historical and current culture of anti blackness deeply embedded in the festival, said Alexander Williams, co founder of Black Lives Matter Toronto. If they truly want to honor us, they can accept these demands. <laughs> Boy, these people, man. <laughs> Let me read the demands. Black Lives Matter Toronto, along with various community groups, including BQY and Blackness, yes, have the following demands. One, commit to BQY's continued space, including stage tent, funding and logistical supports. <laughs> Give us the money, or 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 we're gonna, are we gonna sit in it? Two, self determination for all community spaces, allowing community full control over hiring, content, and structure of their stages. I mean, why? That should be obvious. Three, full and adequate funding for community stages, including logistical, technical, and personnel support. So you have full content over your control of your hiring, content, and structure of your stages. And then the very next demand, adequate funding for including logist including logistical, technical, and personnel support. <laughs> Double funding for Blockarama to thirteen thousand dollars to ASL interpretation and headliner funding. Thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> what the fuck? You're actually spending thirteen thousand dollars for a pride parade you're not thir spending $13,000 to feed the homeless in the streets you're not spending $13,000 to give some people some home and shelter you're spending $13,000 for a couple hours in a pride parade whatever reinstate and make commitment to increase community stages spaces including the restatement of the South Asian stage it's Black Lives Matter, but they love the Asians. <laughs> a commitment to increase representation amongst 
Pride Toronto staffing, hiring, prioritizing black trans women, indigenous folk, and other vulnerable, vulnerable communities. Seven, a commitment to more black, deaf, and hearing ASL interpreters for the festival. Eight, removal of the police floats in the Pride Marches parade. <laughs> this is what kills me, and, and, and I had tweeted about this earlier. If they had a problem with the gay police, I, so I'm assuming there's, there's gay, there's a police float, or gay police float, the gay officers of Toronto have a float, apparently. So if you're a group, why would you alienate the police in the city? You don't think them police are going to be like, man, they kicked this out of the art. We can't even be in the parade no more. And then they're going to see, see y'all. And what do you think they're going to do for the, all the next year after all this? You think they're going to just take a standing down? Or or you think the, the gay police in Toronto are going to start arresting y'all <laughs> as payback? I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I mean that to me that's a rational thought. I don't know. <laughs> Nine. A public town hall organized in conjunction with groups from marginalized communities, including not but not limited to Black Lives Matter Toronto, Blackness Yes, and BQY they held six months from today. Pride Toronto will present an update and action plan on the aforementioned in demands. Man, <laughs> one, I can't believe they're spending 13 grand on the goddamn floats. Like, seriously, how much money? How, who's so if that's just for one float, and you can this is like a hundred, must be like a hundred thousand. You can you can assume safely assume there's probably like more than 10 floats, and this is what the the, the money. Being spent in, in Toronto, and you're talking about marginalized communities. This is what, this is what kills me about the Black Lives Matter, and and I've always, from the jump, I haven't been with them. I haven't. I've been critical of them. I know some people have not been critical of them. I'm not speaking for all Hotep. I'm speaking for myself. I have not fucked with them from the gate. They're trash. If they were funded by George Soros, you are any group that is funded by an individual. That's the individual's group. It's not your group. It's not your group. And this, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. This is all just to me. This just sounds like, Hey, we're not, we don't got enough attention in the pride parade. So we're going to shut it down until we get enough attention in the pride parade. That's it. We don't have a big enough float in the Pride Parade, so we're going to shut it down until we get a big enough float because we had to raise our own money. This is what, see, this is what I'm saying about Black Lives Matter. They've always been about fitting in white spaces. It's not about creating your own black space. I hate using this word spaces now. This is like such a millennial word, word. But instead of enlarging your space you want to fit in you want the white folks to make room for you so you can sit again we going back to civil rights era y'all they fought in the civil rights area era so they can take a shit 
right next to the white man in the in the white man bathroom and not be segregated. And now you're fighting to so y'all can be just as big as bigger 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 um floats in the gay pride raid in Toronto. And y'all y'all tweeting about we shut it down and being prideful like y'all accomplished something. What did you accomplish? How was this helping the more these quote unquote marginalized communities? Yeah, let me let me say this. You're not marginalized if you're fighting over parades. If you were marginalized, you wouldn't even have a parade. Can't be serious with this stuff, man. Thirteen thousand dollars, and you say you're marginalized for a parade that's gonna last a couple hours? How much? How many homeless can you feed with thirteen thousand dollars? Wasn't that? Wouldn't that be more worth it than a a parade that lasts a couple hours? <laughs> man, y'all gotta be kidding me, man. Y'all gotta be kidding me. I can't. I can't wait till Soros cuts stops. Cuts the life life lifeline line off of Black Lives Matter so y'all can fend for yourselves and your bullshit, man. Whoever's funding whoever's funding Soros or whatever, he's still he's still cut he's still probably get cutting y'all some money, but I can't wait till that Soros money dry up, man. So we don't have to hear from y'all. I, I'm thinking it's after this election, but we'll see. It depends on when. I, I, I'm guarantee if Hillary wins, you won't. We won't. <laughs> Black Lives Matter will be out of here. They'll keep it going if Trump is in there, so they can uh, cause some catastrophe. But if Hillary gets in, watch. You heard it here first, man. You heard it right on this podcast. It. Whether Black Lives Matter continues in the coming years or not depends on this election. If Trump wins, they're going to continue because that's how the elites are going to use. They're going to use groups like this to uh, cause mayhem and destruction. If Hillary wins, they're going to cut. The, they're going to cut that lifeline right off. Guaranteed. Mm-mm-mm. Let me get. Let me touch on sports. You know the NBA free agent period started, and you know the they had a uh, I think they had a, a new TV deal, and so now the owners have to spend more money. They they raised the salary floor, like I don't know how what the salary floor is, but now they raised the salary floor so high that. Now, teams have to actually overspend on players. Well, it's not really overspending. There's a new floor. Since there's a new floor, then everybody basically got a raise. Every the 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 people, the NBA players that weren't under contract, their values got to go up because now the owners they got to spend the extra bread just to get to the floor. Man. Them Negroes was rich, boy. <laughs> they was rich before, but now they super rich. 
Mike Conley got, got the paper. I think he's the highest played player in the NBA right now. LeBron didn't get his get his check yet. I mean, he didn't sign his dollar line, but Mike Conley. Now, Mike Conley is a good, decent point guard, man, but goodness gracious. He's a $100 million man. There's a couple hundred million dollar men that have been made, man. I think Conley, Horford, um... Who else is $100 million man? Man, come on, man. You know Durant's about to be a $100 million man. They're just making $100 million men. Left and right, man. You, I'm happy for them. But what I don't get, people is actually crying about this. People are crying that these, these NBA players are getting money. Like, oh, I can't, they can't play. They're not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Listen, listen, Shines, if them owners can afford to pay Mike Conley $100 million, you best believe <laughs> the checks they, the owners are getting are out of this world. So don't get mad and don't hate the player, hate the game. You got all these football players tweeting like, oh my God, what the hell? Now, granted, there's 53 players on the roster, but, man, they don't. Football players are getting robbed. Everybody knows because NFL is the the, higher, the bigger grossing, uh, highest grossing sport in the, in the country. And I think that's by far. So, they NFL makes way more money than NBA. Way more. And it's only like 16. I mean, you only get eight games. Eight games a year. But, you know what I mean? The... You got all the, the, the licensing and the jerseys. You know what I mean? It's way more popular sport. People are mad about it. I don't know why you're getting mad. The owners are making a killing. The TV money, they had a great season. They had a great finish to the finals. Like, Game 7 was the most... Watch NBA game on that channel. What was it? ABC? Most watched NBA game ever on that channel. They got, what, like four or five years of prime LeBron left? They got another star in Steph Curry. See, NBA is about the stars. You know what I mean? It's not about the teams, per se, in the NFL. It's about the stars. And if you got some quality stars in the mix... You still got Durant in his prime. Silver got a good, they got a good run. They got a good, maybe like eight, seven, eight year run of quality basketball. Well, as long as LeBron is at his peak game, he's got like probably six, seven years left of prime. He might fall off, man. When he's 36, 37. He got a ways to go. So don't be mad at these goddamn players, man. The owners, man, don't why. If why would you be mad if somebody's getting their market value? This was I. I mean, the Cotters Manor. I mean, say it might have been some them folks be mad at these brothers getting that money, but damn, man, just relax, man. How you gonna be mad at them and not mad at the owners? The owners are making probably three, four, five times that, man. I don't, I don't get it. Durant's supposed to make his decision. He's supposed to announce his decision on Monday. Now, he he crossed out the Clippers. So, I think it's down to 
maybe four squads. It's going to be down to OKC, Golden State, Miami Heat, and the Boston Celtics. Celtics are still in it. I don't know where he should go. I think he, if if I was him, I'd go to Golden State. I'd be like, fuck it, man. I'd go one. First of all, I'd go to Golden State for two reasons. One, they got a good squad. And two, to get little Bibby's <laughs> uh, curse off his back. <laughs> little Bibby said he'll lift the curse. Little B said he'll lift the curse. I said little Bibby at first, but it's little B. Little B said he'll lift the curse if Durant goes to Golden State Warriors. Durant got to go to Golden State. If that's what little B said, I seen the tweets. I seen it. He got he fits perfect with with the squad. That's the one reason Golden State lost in the playoffs because Harrison Barnes couldn't hit a broad side of a barn. Couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. They left him wide open. If he had made at least a couple shots, they'd have won that game. But he can replace Barnes, and they'll be off to the races. And then you know how Golden State shares the ball. He won't have to play with when he's playing with Westbrook. He got to fight with Westbrook to get the rock. He don't. They don't share the rock. That's the one thing about OKC. It, they don't have when they had ball movement when they were good. But somebody sometimes the ball got sticky. You have Westbrook and Deion Waiters on the team. You know them cats ain't passing the rock. So. If he goes to Golden State, you know they share the ball. Curry share the ball. Clay share the ball. Draymond share the ball. Yo, man, if he go in there, they should the share the ball. And they play good defense, man. They'll be right back in the finals. Now I don't get why people are saying it's it's bad for the league or anything like that. I mean, it's no guarantee they'll win it. They still gotta play the game, and it's no different than when uh, LeBron went to uh, Cleveland. You just got an extra good guy here. Y'all, I mean, there's an extra good guy, but Bosch was was no slouch. And uh, Wade was good. I mean, people disrespect Wade's game, man, but after Kobe, he's the best. He's the next up as the best two-guard in, 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 that ever played this game, in my opinion. I seen I seen Wade play a Wade play a couple times, man. And when he was in his prime, when he was in his prime, it was it was it was, it was no doubt. But what made him good was his mid range game, man. He didn't have to live outside the three point arc, man. If he shot that 19, 18, 17 foot jumper, it was going in guaranteed. His jumper was just like that, man. So, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I would if I was him, I would go to Golden State Warriors. But the Heat are in the mix. He might go play with Wade because Whiteside shine. I don't know. I, I, I kind of doubt that, man, man. Because Wade, man, maybe have like, Wade doesn't have too much time. So I think Duran got to think about that. He might be able to squeeze like one or two good years out of Durant. Then it depends if he wants long term. Maybe he signs a one year deal and just goes to Miami. But I don't know. 
And of course, he can go to Boston, which is intriguing. Now, people are saying, he, he, how a black guy going to sign to Boston? <laughs> I don't know. My, my, my uncle lived in Boston. He moved, to, he left North Carolina and moved out to Boston and been, and been up there ever since. Uh, he likes it. Um, I can see and people complain about racism or whatever, but I, I don't know. That wouldn't bother me, man. You're supposed to hate the, <laughs> the original man, so I don't, I don't get why people are actually worried about racism, but it ain't gonna go nowhere. And, and I'm, I like, I like haters. I mean, you don't, I don't like no violence with I mean, but you like to hate, yeah, fucking hate me, man. Fuck it. You only gotta play there. But uh, I'm not sure. So I really think it's probably between <clears throat> Golden State and OKC. It'd be rough, but I don't. I don't know where he's gonna go. If I like, uh, like I said, if I was him, I'd go to Golden State. I just, I just take the heat. People are trying to say he, he just trying to act. Add on for a title, man. But you got to earn it still. LeBron, it took two years for it. When LeBron went to Miami, he didn't wait until that second year. Remember, he lost that first one. Remember, he lost that first one to Dallas. So, it's no guarantee. My Sixers. Got some Jared Bayless. I don't think they got anybody else. Jesus, man. They, how you got all this money to spend? Nobody want to come to the team. Rondo's just signed with the Bulls, so they... <laughs> hey, man, it's just going to be Ben Simmons and the Miracles, man. Oh, my gosh, man. I don't know who they're going to do. I don't know what the Sixers are going to do. And, and that's another thing, Mal. Is there a good Sixers podcast out there? Somebody hit me up, man. Somebody tell me what's the name of the Good Sixer podcast because I have not found it. Um, I'm tired of all these hipsters. Every last one is a, a show of hipsters, hipster maniacs, man. Just <laughs> probably never picked up a ball in their life, man. Just watch constant YouTube uh, videos of players, and that's how they get to how they're, whether a guy's good or not, man. Just somebody tell me a Good Sixer podcast, man. I can listen to get my Sixer stuff, man. I'm knee deep in the podcast, man. I turned the radio off. I'm not listening to that that that, that coon radio on the on the on the airwaves. Y'all gonna make me get the satellite or something, man? Because I'm trying to trying to get a good Sixer podcast, and I can't find one. I'm I'm tempted to do my own, man. So why does all the Sixer podcast suck? Somebody tell me, please. Jeez, man. All right, man, I'm out of here, man. It's a little short one, but uh, I guess I got the same amount of minutes I used been doing. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, like I said, man, enjoy your 4th of July, man. Don't get don't get too fired up. Don't get locked up. Don't get locked up. Don't If you get locked up, don't call your uncle. Don't call your hotel uncle when you get locked up on 4th of July, man. You know better. You knew better. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so if you guys listen on iTunes, man, please, uh, give me a good rating and give me some, uh, uh, some feedback, uh, give me some reviews, um, give me some shout outs. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Handy Mayhem and, uh, on my YouTube channel, 
which I got a link to that in my Twitter page. Uh, please uh, subscribe to that and uh, go through my videos, man. If you like what you hear here, uh, I usually post like two, three videos uh, uh, a week about, I don't know, daily stuff. Whatever happens during the week, whatever new stuff happens during the week or events on Twitter happen, I... I I make a little small video, so if if you like the stuff I'm talking about on here, um, go find my YouTube page. It's on my uh, Twitter page, and uh, please subscribe and uh, give me some likes on, on that and some views. So everybody, enjoy your weekend and uh, enjoy your holiday. Peace out.